the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It is a couple minutes after 4. Listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. Thanks for doing that. A lot of sun today. High topping out around 90. Some clouds, though, 58 tonight. Tomorrow, kind of cloudy, some sun at times, and a high of 86. Phillies had a 1-1 game going last night after seven innings. Miami went ahead. Then the Phillies exploded for seven runs in the bottom of the eighth to beat Miami 8-3. Nice win for them. They play again this evening at 7.05. Zach Eflin on the mound last night. It was Zach Wheeler, seven strong innings. Just five hits allowed and struck out 10. Phillies manager Joe Girardi after the game on Zach Wheeler's performance. It's, I mean, it was great. He threw the ball extremely well tonight. He had a double as well. I mean, he did everything he could to give us a chance to win that game. And um, he doesn't get the win, but he's a huge part of it. Doesn't get the win because he happens to exit when the game was tied. Yeah, he helped the team win, and he's been doing that a lot lately. He had a number of strong outings the last month or so. And why would that be? Wheeler talked about it after the game. I think I got my command back of my fastball. You know, obviously you're going to miss some throughout the game, but um, for the most part, you know, that helps your confidence. And, you know, I've had that the past few starts. So whenever you have that fastball command, it allows you to get ahead of guys and it makes it so much easier to pitch. Wheeler also talked about that rally last night as he's watching it unfold. Yeah, I mean, that was nice. Um, I think it kind of carried over from, you know, the Blue Jays game when we fought our way back. You know, other, we were on the other side of that. But, yeah, I think, you know, that carried over, uh, you know, gave us – gave us that confidence that we can do it. And um, they were able to go out there and string together some hits and score some runs. One of the reasons they were able to uh, make that rally happen, Nick Maton got a game-tying single last night, been doing well. He tied the game at three, wound up scoring as part of that uh, that inning, and Wheeler talked about Maton. Yeah, it's impressive. Um, You know, a young guy coming up, sometimes the pressure gets to him. You know, I've I've seen both. I've seen, you know, guys come up and struggle. I've seen guys come up and do very well, so... Yeah, it's always impressive when young guys come up and uh, they kind of just don't miss a stride. You know, he fits right in with the guys and he keeps it lively in there. So, you know, he comes ready to play every day and that's all you can ask for. That's Philly's pitcher, starting pitcher Zach Wheeler last night after the game on uh, Nick Maton. Also, Bryce Harper, part of that rally, as he often is. And what was his uh, thoughts on that uh, seven running seven run inning? Yeah, what an inning for us. We started off right there, and then we kind of just got going. Um, huge at-bat by Toe. I mean, his first at-bat right there. Coming up, big spot, big situation for him to hit that double down the line, kind of break it open right there. That was huge. Um, and then Kutch and Siggy, and then me being able to get up there again, hit that ball down the line, and then, you know, 8-3 ball game, get uh, Hector in there and, you know, win that game. That was huge. It's Bryce Harper last night. He also talked about fan support, which is gradually increasing. Yeah, I mean, I think I was walking over here and I was talking to Chris and um, was telling him for the for the 10,000 people that were there. I mean, it got pretty loud. Uh, so that was really cool being able to get them, get back home, 
um, in our ballpark and have them behind us tonight. I mean, what an at-bat by Nappy right there. I mean, 0-2 against that guy coming back, fighting, battling, laying off the high stuff, laying off the changeup. Um, just a great at-bat. And then Maton, first pitch changeup um, into right field. I mean, he's been hot for us, been playing really well for us also. And then, like you said, uh, Mills sliding head first into first base, fired up. I just think our whole dugout, our whole bench uh, was really into it. And, you know, as a team, I think we just keep fighting. And uh, I think you guys saw that fight down in Dunedin, too, in that last game. We didn't give up, and I think we're going to do that all year. And we have to as a team. So. All right, so Bryce Harper, last night after the game, again, Phil's 1-8-3. As far as the capacity goes, if you're a fan, you want to take in a game. Uh, Phillies had a press release out late last week mentioning that uh, due to the city's current social distancing guidelines being reduced from six to three feet on the uh, 21st, which I guess is this Friday, the Phillies are going to increase the seating capacity from 11,000 to 16,000. That's with the Red Sox series, which I think is sold out, or at least Friday is. And then uh, same with the Nationals and the Braves. And then on the 12th of June, the first of a couple of uh, matchups with the Yankees, seating, seating capacity is actually going to increase to 100% for the rest of the year. And they're going to put some seating pods in for fans who you know, want to pre- who prefer to to be in a socially distanced environment. So they're going to kind of reverse things, and uh, things will start to hopefully become more normal. Normal summer baseball at the ballpark, one of the many staples of uh, living in a greater Philadelphia area. Uh, also on the scoreboard, if you will, our partnership with Bible League continues. We're excited. Open the floodgates, Bibles for Africa. Twelve hundred fifty-five Bibles. That latest count. Just 945 to go. You've been hearing about that. We're partnering with Bible League over the course of May to put uh, Bibles in the hands of believers in Africa who don't have a Bible yet. What a beautiful gift, very affordable, in the recipient's own language, a lot of wins to be had here. If you want to do five uh, five Bibles, for example, it's $25. If you want to do 100, that'd be $500. You could do one Bible for five. Whatever it is, it's a... Uh, Easy to do. Either go to WFIL.com, click the Open the Floodgates Bibles for Africa banner, or call 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD. And uh, thank you so much from Bible League International and WFIL as we seek to make this part of what we do at WFIL as part of the part of the fun, part of the, uh, the fabric of the station, as I like to say. The interviews, the contests, everything else, and doing some good in the, God, in the world that God has put, uh, placed us. So, speaking of interviews this hour, a couple special ones. We have uh, Larry Saperstein, who is uh, known as Big Red in the Disney Plus series High School Musical, the musical, the series. He'll be joining us shortly, and also later in the hour, one of the cool talents he has is he's an extremely gifted tap dancer, among other things. So, And he's very diverse with his skills. So I want to chat with him about that a little bit. Also... I'm going to play back a conversation for you that I haven't aired before because it just happened the other day. I was in Chattanooga over the weekend for a uh, a wedding of my uh, my nephew. Wonderful time, beautiful setting and all that. And I had the opportunity to tape an interview while I was there with Joey Fatone. He's known as one of the, the guys in the band NSYNC. You know, and Backstreet Boys and all those boy bands were big in the 90s and early 2000s. Joey Fatone was also in the movie Big Fat Greek Wedding, and he's done a bunch of other things. He was the voice of um, the announcer for Family Feud, I think when Steve Harvey was the host. Anyhow, he hosted a game show network show called Common Knowledge, which just restarted this week. It's a Monday through Friday at 5.30 thing. So let's chat with Joey. I have that conversation. I had to either not do it or or tape it by Zoom. So I taped that by Zoom for a few minutes while I was in Nashville or, or Chattanooga. 
And I'll play that back for you a little later on the hour as well. It's Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for listening in. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. It's 4.13 on The Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome you aboard here in just a moment, Larry Saperstein. He's an actor known uh, for a number of roles, but especially as Big Red in the Disney Plus series, High School Musical, the musical, the series. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Wonderful. Thanks for taking time to chat a little bit. Season two under... Thanks for having me. Yeah. Season two underway. How are you feeling? You know, it feels really good. Uh, it feels like we've been working on this season for so long because we started filming it uh, a little bit before the pandemic started. So, uh, and then we, we took a break and then we came back and, and finished it out. So, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's kind of monumental for us that this is now uh, streaming. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, share for a second, if you would, about your character and how you prepare to do the role that you do. Well, yeah, so uh, Big Red uh, is one of the drama students at East High, uh, and he kind of comes into the story in the first season as uh, Ricky's best friend, uh, who winds up playing uh, Troy uh, against uh, his ex-girlfriend, Nini, uh, who plays Gabriella in High School Musical, the musical uh, at East High. Um, And throughout the first season, you start to see Big Red kind of fall in love with the theater department and start to find his home uh, as, as a theater kid. And uh, and potentially develop this relationship with a with a girl that he met Ashlyn and and so in season two we really get to explore all of those things even more. Um, you know he has a hidden talent that people are starting to figure out about. Uh, he has a new relationship that he uh, is is exploring for the first time. Uh, he's never been in a relationship before, and so uh, it's all a little uh, new for him. And and also you know. He's a junior in high school, so he's trying to figure out where his life is going to go and uh, and what he wants to do. So uh, it, it's kind of a, a fun journey to go on um, as like a, a high school kid. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting. I understand you graduated college last year, right? Uh, last spring, I think it was? I did. Yeah, I did. I, I graduated. Um, it was kind of like the, the first graduating class during during the pandemic, which was a very interesting class to be in but um <laughs> yeah 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 i've definitely gone through similar similar things and i feel like uh there's so much of big red uh that that i get to br- bring myself into which which i really love well and even even along those lines right the uh, i guess y- your major was a production and design for stage and screen and isn't your role mm-hmm. in uh in high school musical the musical the series uh like stage is it stage manager so it's kind of i don't know if one fed the other or how that that came that role was it developed for you because of where you were coming from yeah so yeah well so in season in season one uh big red is like the crew guy uh which which is a a really fun kind of coincidence um when i first found out about the role it, it said that he was gonna you know join the crew to be around his friend and uh and I love that that was kind of getting a moment uh, as part of the series. Like, uh, you know, in season one, uh, there are a few characters that are not uh, performers in the show. And I, and I love, like, like, Carlos is the choreographer, and Courtney is uh, the costume designer, and Big Red is the sort of tech crew guy. And, and I love that that's kind of, uh, you know, represented in the show, because that's also a huge part of what makes a show happen. 
And, uh, you know, so I was going to school for design to kind of learn something new and, and develop my skills a little bit in that way. Um, but I love that I got to bring that into Big Red. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting, as I just read through you know, and have seen your background, it's such a diverse background. Is that really just kind of who you are or versus like you're the kind of person who's practical is like, it's probably good if I learn some of this and some of that because it'll serve me later on? You know, I think I just am the kind of person that I love learning and I, and I, I am a creative person that I, I like to, to find new creative outlets. Um, and I'm also a very visual person. So I feel like, uh, you know, the design stuff was a, was a visual, you know, an opportunity to, to learn about like being a, being a visual artist in that way, but it was still theater related to theater. Um, and it was kind of a, a thing of like, I didn't necessarily know if I was going to be able to be an actor. So I was uh, kind of interested in exploring something new when I was looking at colleges. Um, but I, I'm very lucky that I get to kind of do all the things now um, as, as a young adult. Yeah, absolutely. And it's neat to see, I, I understand your mom and dad, you had, you know, from a very young age, you're not everybody starts as young as you do, but uh, just speak about your parents and their role in your development over the years. Well, yeah. So, you know, I, I grew up with parents that we, we kind of all did community theater. It was like a, a family thing that we, we all did that together. And, uh, you know, I played Winthrop Peru and the Music Man in a community theater. And, uh, and my very first time ever on stage, uh, I was with my dad. And, um, and so, you know, I kind of always felt their support uh, going into theater and, and this business. My mom is a music teacher. Um, so, so it's kind of always been part of the family, and, and I love that um, I, I've gotten to kind of, you know, set, set a wonderful example and, and make them proud, and, uh, and I've always felt like I've had their support ever since, you know, uh, deciding that I wanted to explore, you know, doing this professionally. That's neat. Let's see, you know, a, a quick shout-out to my son, Tim. He's, uh, you guys are about the same age. He's turning 23 today. And, um, wow, yeah. So, and he went to school for, he did a lot of this, things growing up, um, and in the end, he just graduated last year, and you know, virtually, we, we were hoping to go to Florida to see him in person, but we had to watch it online. Absolutely. Yeah, and, uh, but his degree is in film, and he's actually teaching film and photography, and uh, as I think about the different experiences he has, he plays piano and other things like that. Uh, of course. It's interesting to see those, those skills develop over the years, and, and the fun that comes along with them, and, and one of yours had to do with dance, right? So, I I wanted to ask you about the tap dance just for a second uh, because it's yeah. fascinating to me. Uh, what's involved in excelling at that particular art and that craft? Because there's physical demands, there's finesse and precision. I'm guessing. And how does how do those kinds of skills develop? How does a person develop those? Yeah, well, you know, a, a lot of my tap dance training is actually based in jazz music. So I really? studied a lot of jazz musicians and jazz music uh, over the years to kind of understand. Uh, you, you, you sort of study the phrasing, the musical phrasing of jazz music, and, and the improvisation is also a huge part of tap dance um, as well as, as jazz music. And a lot of times we play with live jazz bands or we, we dance with live uh, you know, jazz musicians. And, and so it, it's, it, especially for tap dance, learning, learning about jazz music is a huge thing. There's also a huge uh, history part of it. Like uh, I've, I've learned so much about tap dancers that have come before me, Gregory Hines, Davion Glover, uh, you know, even back to, you know, Bilbo Jangles Robinson uh, and, and, and before as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of history. And, and uh, in terms of the, the technical uh, stuff, it's, it's really just about staying relaxed. And, uh, and you, they always tell you, like, you, you dance from, from your upper thigh, not from your ankle, even though it sounds like you would dance from your ankle because it's a 
it's about your feet, but it's really not. It's about your whole body and and how you can sort of interact with the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that makes total sense. That's great. Well, congratulations on the new season of High School Musical, the musical, the series. And a last quick question. I know it's early. Do you think that the series, uh, there's room for a season three and four and beyond? Or do you think that the plot naturally will wind itself down, you know, maybe sooner than a long, long run, per se? You know, I hope that we go on for a very long time. I think I, I love this family so much, and I think uh, there is so much potential uh, for for the show to continue and for fans to to follow us along for a few more years. That sounds great. Larry, it's great to talk to you. God bless you. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks for taking time to chat. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. That's Larry Saperstein. Well, otherwise known as Big Red in the Disney Plus series. High School Musical, the musical, the series. We'll take a quick break. Keep our fine broadcast rolling. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. Round in the corner. Help is on the way. AM560 WFIL.com and on the app, it's Toby Max latest. Help is on the way. Maybe midnight, a quick high five for Robin in Hamilton Square, New Jersey, Judith in Morrisville, Dorothy in Bechtelsville, Adam in uh, East Earl, PA, and Rita in Southampton, New Jersey. They are uh, our Phil Joel contest winners. We have a lot of different contests going on at all times. So help yourself. Get in on as many as you can at WFIL.com and the contest and surveys page. Robin, Judith, Dorothy, Adam, and Rita all picking up a couple of things we are giving away with Phil Joel. His book, Redwoods and Whales, Becoming Who You Actually Are, and uh, his latest EP called Better Than I Found It. He had Phil on the program as well talking about that. Uh, longtime friend of the show and of the station, longtime member of Newsboys, also done solo work and does a fantastic version of the song Good, Good Father, if you have not heard it yet, uh, as part of another band that he has been in for a while called Zeal and Worship. So uh, congratulations to all those folks. While I'm on the topic, I'm going to throw the song on for you. It's a great song. Phil Joel's a sweet, simple song. has a little Beatlesque flavor, I think. It's simply called Better Than I Found It. This is the latest from Phil Joel of Newsboys on his solo album by the same name, Better Than I Found It. WFIL. Turns out you're not the only one who cares about what's going on. 560WFIL.com on the app, Phil Joel of Newsboys and the title track from his latest EP. I was mentioning contests that we have going on and do want to encourage you to uh, have fun with that. We really have a lot of different people winning a lot of different things. And, um, you know, I think it was Wayne Gretzky, greatest hockey player ever, really, who said uh, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. So if you don't enter the contest, there's no chance you'll win. And don't think that you'll, you'll never win because it happens all the time by sheer volume. We just have a lot of them happening. Had a nice email from Tracy in Pensacola, New Jersey, just come through uh, earlier this morning. And she said, good morning. Hope all is well with you. I was so, so happy when I arrived home yesterday, three exclamation points, seeing a book from WFIL. I was filled with excitement, wondering which it was. So surprised to get Alistair Begg's Brave by Faith book. The month wasn't even over. 
Thank you so much. Will be enjoyed and passed on. God bless. That's from Tracy in Pensacola, New Jersey. And Tracy, thank you for your kind note. And that's uh, Tracy's just one of many folks who have won. The book she's talking about, Brave by Faith. That's the new one from Alistair Begg, Truth for Life. We had him on about a week ago talking about that book. And uh, we do give prizes away in different ways. Sometimes we wait till a certain period's over and then draw all the winners at once. And sometimes we draw all along the way. We keep our contest rules on our website. So, and we mention them as we can on the air too. So we want you to kind of know, you know, everything, full disclosure and everything, understand all the, you know, even down to the little stuff, how much every prize is worth and all of that so that she can know that everything's above board. So do uh, appreciate that if you will. And you look through the, the different fine prints on our site, their contest rules and things. They're there for you. We try to be very, very careful about that so that when you hear about something happening, you're like, you you, you know, you get what you hear about, so to speak, the contest. And the, uh, even down to the, the dates of the contest, make sure you know when things start, when things end. And we even leave up, just as a side note, if you go to the contest and surveys page, you may see some things that are already over. We do leave those up there just as a kind of a, a cushion on the back end. If you are hearing about it, you go up, you go, what happened to that? Okay, and, uh, there's information there, too about contests that have recently ended. So that gives you some context. It's all funneled through something called the Rewards Club, which is our listener loyalty club. It takes about a minute to join. You put your basic info in, and then you're in. So then it makes entering all the other contests very easy and quick. There you have it. So I put my two cents in. I encourage you to uh, be part of it and uh, hopefully win many times. Forecast, a lot of sun the rest of the afternoon, 90 the high, down to 58 tonight with some clouds. Kind of cloudy tomorrow, some sun at times, high 86. Phillies 8-3 over Miami last night, came from behind to, uh, to do that. They had seven runs in the bottom of the eighth, and they play again this evening against Miami at 7.05. Zach Eflin on the mound. For the Phils in our Bible League partnership scoreboard, 1,255 Bibles down now. Excellent, way to go. 945 to go. Simply put, we're trying to, by the end of the month, raise support for 2,200 Bibles to send to believers in Africa who don't have a Bible. $5 is all it takes to provide one. A lot of folks have done two or five or ten or some have done 50 or 100 or even more. Whatever you can do is great. If you think $5 is a, a great deal, it's a great price, especially considering what's at stake, if you will, and the, the blessing that it will provide, not just for the person who gets it, in his or her own, uh, her own language, by the way, but also all the people that get blessed because of it. What an amazing thing. Just do one if you can. One or two. Don't let that stop you. Don't think you have to do a ton. You know, give a call, go to the site, and do one or two. And and, and believe it, that that's a beautiful seed to plant. And watch God grow it and water, you know, water it and do everything else. Uh, the current total for the group goal as a station family, if you will, we post every day as we get updates from Bible League at WFIL.com. You'll see the Open the Floodgates Bibles for Africa banner. That's where you can do it. Or call 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-937-9673. Thank you so much to everyone who's helped out with that. We really appreciate it. A uh, brief break, and then I'm going to come back and play back a conversation that just happened the other day. I was in Chattanooga for a wedding. My nephew, Matthew, just turned 22. Mary and young these days, some of these folks are. And he has a beautiful bride, uh, Abby, and they got married. It was a wonderful wedding. We have uh, Greek in our family, and uh, not everyone, but we have, uh, not everyone who was there was Greek, but we had some baklava and spanikopita and some other good Greek food going on as part of the celebration. And uh, when I was heading down and I was getting ready to, to, to travel with the family, had an email 
from a friend of mine who does a lot of PR work. And he said, yeah, how'd you like to, how'd you like to interview Joey Fatone? Joey Fatone is one of the back, uh, one of the, I should say, one of the NSYNC guys. I'm thinking Backstreet Boys, the, the, the boy band era from the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, songs like Bye 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 and I Want You Back and all that. And uh, he was in the movie Big Fat Greek Wedding, speaking of which. And it was the announcer for uh, Steve Harvey when Steve Harvey was doing Family Feud. Anyway, a bunch of other things. But he also hosts a fun game show called Common Knowledge on the Game Show Network at 5.30 each weeknight. And season three just kicked in this week. So the the answer is either no, I can't, or I'll tape something with you. So I got at my brother's house, got in a Zoom call, and I'm taping a, a little Zoom conversation with Joey Fatone. So I'm going to play that back for you here in just a second. He's a very personable guy, very likable guy. Chat about that game show, too, coming up in a second. And whatever else we can jam in our program before it's done here. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thank you for spending time with us today. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the app. It's KJ52, title track from his latest release one year ago. KJ52 featuring Whosoever South. Had KJ on the program two, three months ago. Talked about the album a bit. You know, it's funny because it was, it was like almost literally a year when I wrote the first song, which was Faith Not Fear. Um, but that was just kind of written out of, you know, what was going in my head at the time. Um, we had done the whole project and it was essentially done with the idea going to be patreon exclusive and we just started doing all the demos there and i did them to a whole different beat and it wasn't until later that i kind of gutted them and redid it um with new adjustments and, and it's funny even that was even how it shifted for me over time you know i felt like the music had to take a different turn because my headspace was taking a different turn it's kj52 the headspace he's talking about uh, just as an encouragement to you is kj has done hip-hop music for 20 plus years Great testimony how God got a hold of him. And he's a very talented, humble guy, engaging, culturally relevant on all the different platforms and able to engage fans. And he's self-deprecating in many ways, but uh, engages people in a fun way. And anyhow, uh, had a very solid ministry for a lot of years. And then he had a few things happen professionally that um, combined with a couple other things, had like a sour taste in his mouth. And his last album that he was going to do. It was called Victory Lap. And when I bought it, and I've known KJ for many years, I listened to it and I thought, this doesn't sound like a victory lap. This sounds like a kind of a sad lap. The songs were actually kind of sad. Some of the, only one or two fun songs on the album. And he's known for a lot of fun songs. He came on the program a couple of times in about you know a year and a half ago and then again uh, more recently and kind of ex- expounded on that. And in the song... He talks about uh, he, he he had stopped doing music and he was taking take a job took a job at his local church and uh, I think it was youth pastor and some occasional preaching. Anyhow, he was going through some changes in his life and just for maybe I don't know a number of months or or a year a bit of a dark cloud just feeling like he was in that and on the, he kind of came through it and this this latest album uh, one year ago. It's almost a kind of a surprise. He thought he was done with music. He was saying, I am done with music. My last album is called Victory Lap. And so when I saw the, this new album out, I smiled like, oh, I'm glad that there's another one. And wow, it's actually 
it's um it's a chill album. It's not like a, a poppy album, heavy big dancey songs, but it's a song that you could tell that God's brought him through a really hard time, a really hard season. And even in that song, if you were to explore the lyrics more one year ago, you'll see there are songs of uh, lyrics of faith in there in the midst of not knowing what, you know, where things are going, having faith in God himself and uh, almost Psalm like in a lot of ways. So anyhow, I, I encourage you to check out the album. If you had a chance again, it's called one year ago, the artist KJ five, two. Uh, I mentioned now, just want to shift gears over to, I mean, I gave that album away too, by the way, one of the prizes we had in our rewards club uh, in, in Chattanooga over the weekend, I mentioned having a conversation with Joey Fatone from the band NSYNC, who is, a, among other things now, game show host of a program called uh, Common Knowledge, which is on the Game Show Network 530 each weeknight. And um, I had no, I usually love to have guests call into the show or whatever. And in this case, it wasn't possible. I was out of town, but we were able to arrange something by Zoom. So it's just a few minutes. It was just a brief conversation, a bunch of people to talk to that day that I talked to him uh, while I was on the road. But here's our little conversation. Joey Fatone of the band NSYNC, known for their songs Bye Bye Bye, I Want You Back, and others. Hey, Joey, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I lost my voice a little bit due to the fact my parents' 50th anniversary was yesterday. Wow. So we were, yeah, there was a lot of singing. So the voice was, <laughs> I, I feel amazing. The voice, however, is somewhat gone, but we'll definitely go through it. I'll give it. Things were fantastic. That's wonderful. I'm actually in Chattanooga. I'm from Philly, but I'm here for a, a big, fat, kind of fat Greek wedding. Uh, we had baklava and spani kopitha over the weekend, and wonderful Nice. <laughs> so excited. Season three underway for uh, for the show, for Common Knowledge. How are you feeling? I think we've all been waiting for it. Uh, I was just excited to get back into it. You know, being, you know, with the pandemic and everything, almost a year and a half before we were able to get to do our third season. So it's very exciting, very happy, uh, happy it all worked out. Obviously trying to give people $10,000 to win. Um, some of course do and some of course don't but uh, it's it's one of those great fun family shows and I was having a blast shooting it so hopefully we get to shoot more yeah family friendly is actually what drew me to uh, even to, you know, having the conversation to, you know my wife and I have five kids and uh, want to raise them right and uh, so that that's a big part of you know why not right why, why why does it not have to be that way you could certainly be interesting right in the way you do the show you keep it clean right yeah it could still be interesting without without you know have it innuendos and you know undertone things but it happens sometimes just like any game show but it's again it's one of those things where people get a chance to kind of learn common knowledge stuff or you have your family sometimes they're always kind of like battling or arguing who's right or who's wrong you know it's yeah. really funny how do you personally prep because uh you know there's always kind of a, a boundary on how much detail you want to give or not because uh, some shows are just like right. giving the info or the answer but you want to be Theoretically, you know, smarter than everybody and know what you're talking about and expound on it a bit. <laughs> I'll be, I will be definitely honest with you. Half these questions I have no idea the answers to, nor do I, I try to guess. And there's a bunch of times that I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, but how we prep really for me is a lot of just to get the phonetics, get, get as far as just, you know, certain words. Because I'm reading, I'm doing six shows a day. So yeah. you're constantly reading teleprompters. Later on, your eyes, of course, just like anything after a couple of hours, get a little tired. You start reading things that maybe necessarily aren't there. You start, um, you know, pronouncing words that are normal words that you know how to pronounce, and all of a sudden you're not pronouncing them correctly. So, but we we do that, and then, like I said, with the, with the questions, I really try not to know the answers, just because a lot of different things. Never want to give the, the information away to the contestants, nor do I want to 
try to be like, oh, is it right or is it wrong? You know what I mean? It's just literally, here's the question. Let's find out if you're right or wrong. And then sometimes I'm like, ooh. And in my head, I'm like, yeah. I'm wrong. I thought I was right on this answer. But it's pretty, it's a lot of fun. But people have asked me, though, do you remember any of the questions? I'm like, uh, not really, because we do six shows a day. And there's questions, you know, I think it's four, four different, four or five different questions every round. And there's four or five categories in every round. So it's crazy. Yeah. And as far as the show goes, you know, the, the, the two contesting teams, they're supposed to know each other in some shape or form, a unifying factor, softball team, Bible study group, whatever it is. Yep. Correct. Could be family, could be friends, could be uh, pen pals. You know, it's just anybody that has, you know, some sort of common bond with that person. Yeah. That's great. Joe, it's great to talk to you. I know you got plenty of people to talk to you today. Keep up the good work. No problem. And, uh, I appreciate it. Look forward to catching you another time. Thank you so much. It's Joey Fatone of NSYNC. We managed to hook up with while I was in Chattanooga over the weekend for a wedding. Joey himself was in the movie Big Fat Greek Wedding and the sequel to it. He was the uh, announcer for Family Feud when Steve Harvey was the host for a number of years. Been in a bunch of other things as well and best known as one of the guys in NSYNC uh, back in the late 90s and early 2000s with songs like Bye 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 and I Want You Back and now host of the uh, Game Show Network's program common knowledge quick break come back wrap up our fine broadcast you're listening to the tim demar show am 560 wfil.com and on the wfil app have a guest you'd like to hear on the tim demar show on am 560 wfil email timmy d at wfil.com it's 456 in the tim demar show you saw that little uh, blurb there for uh, the ministry of uh New Life Live. Yeah, it's 1 o'clock. I'm thinking. I know I can just see it right there. Anyhow, they have that matching grant deal. It's on our homepage. New Life Live. Steve Arterburn. He's joined us many times. Uh, also joining us just last week and had done in the past is uh, Alistair Begg with Truth For Life. And that program's coming up in a moment. Uh, just a reminder that all the ministries you're hearing on the air, they do need to pay for the airtime. It's how we pay you know, me and how we pay the, the energy bill and the towers, all that stuff. So they're all listener supported. So pick one, pick a couple, whoever. And help them out once in a while. Uh, Truth For Life specifically coming up here has something called Truth Partners, which is a monthly opportunity. And when you do that, that helps them. Uh, and I think any ministry would appreciate a monthly gift. But if it's a one-time gift, that helps too. Uh, Truth Partners specifically allows the, the broadcast to continue. It allows Truth For Life to offer their resources, like the sermons and everything they do, their books, at cost. They want that to be uh, you know, a way, a, a, kind of a, a way to uh, use the funds that come in uh, and, and bridge the gap to make things affordable for other people. Uh, Alistair Begg actually uh, also back there. Uh, so if you want to help out uh, with out, with uh, Truth For Life, it's 888-588-7884, 888-588-7884, or truthforlife.org front slash truth partner. All right? So that's specifically those guys, 888-588-7884, or truthforlife.org front slash truth partner. If you appreciate the ministry of Alistair Begg and Truth for Life, which is coming up here in just a moment, you can also catch it at 5.30 a.m. each weekday. And again, whether it's Truth for Life and or maybe pick a few ministries that you appreciate, it really encourages them, even if it's something small, and especially if you can do monthly, it really helps the ministry stay on the air and, and allocate their resources properly. So having said that, thank you for listening in. Looking forward to our program again tomorrow. We're working on getting Phil Keggy on the program. Amazing virtuoso guitarist, solid man of God hopefully tomorrow or Friday, and other guests to come. Have a great night. Thanks for listening in.
Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.